Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the DMB Podcast, episode 12. Uh, we're starting on a pretty dark note this evening with the, in the advent of the news of the death of Robin Williams. Um, we figured that we might just do a small little segment before we go into Guardians, um, just about how much of a talented performer and comedian he is. Um, I mean, I think all, I think all of us probably watched some sort of Robin Williams thing last night. I watched Jumanji. Tommy you watched Jumanji as well, didn't you? Yeah, I watched Jumanji. Yeah. It was... It's sad. Man, like, <laughs> I was just bummed. I was just bummed the whole day. Yeah, I know. I felt like, you've, reading that, like, in the morning, just yeah. put me down. It, it's, such a, it's such a scary thing to think, like, that a guy that can make everyone so happy just is not happy himself. And they, they, they always say mm. that... Um, you know, the people that smile the most are usually the ones that are in pain. But um, I just wanted to actually know, your favourite Robin Williams films. Uh, Hugh, what's yours? Um, probably Jumanji. I love that movie as a kid. Yeah. Tim? Yeah, no, Jumanji was, it was one of my favourites. Or, um, or the classic Hook. Um, that was one of my childhood favourite movies and like still is today like one of my favourite movies yeah and I, Tom I imagine yours would probably be uh, Jumanji as well yeah be Jumanji well it can't be Hook but, you haven't seen that yeah no I haven't seen Hook <laughs> that awkward moment where Tom hasn't seen but yeah Hook. like <laughs> like I, it was only like this year I only watched Goodwill Hunting and Aladdin so I'm getting there like if they release Hook on Blu-ray, I'll go buy it. Wait, you weren't joking about just seeing Aladdin this year? No, oh. I wasn't. What is oh, wrong okay. with you, Hugh? <laughs> <laughs> you, what? Hugh, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you too, Hugh. There's also something wrong with you. Yeah, i got Aladdin on me. <laughs> he's, got, he's got it on VHS. But, no I mean, like, yeah, I'd, say, I'd say Jumanji, but he was excellent in Aladdin as well. Like I thought he was great in Aladdin. Yeah, I was listening to the, um, the Firewall and Iceberg podcast at work today, and they were saying that Aladdin was basically like, like Robin Williams to a T. He's given so much freedom, you know, as the voice of the genie, to be like Robin Williams. And he has such a distinctive voice, regardless of if it's you know behind a, an animation or a, you know a commentary or just on the screen in general. And I mean, it's it's really difficult because he did. Uh, did you guys see World's Greatest Dad a few years ago? That was a film that he was I actually in. rented that out last night. Yeah, that's... Like, it's sitting up in bed right yeah. now. I haven't watched it yet. It's a film that once you watch it and you understand, like, the circumstances, you won't be able to watch it again. Like, that film is basically unwatchable now. In my in, in my eyes, I reckon just... it is <laughs> Even just thinking about it, it's, it's very, very difficult. And, um, I forgot he was at Night, Night, of the, Night of the Museum as well. That was... Jeez, that was a while ago. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was the... Um... He's like one of the presidents. Roosevelt, yeah, wasn't that's he? Right, yeah. Teddy Roosevelt, yeah. Was, right? Yeah. And Flubber? Yeah. Everyone exactly. liked Flubber. I like. I <laughs> oh, good old Flubber. Flubber was great. Yeah. Um, I have seen that one. That was great. Yeah, no, Flubber was good. Flubber was great. I, I also, also remember watching repeatedly Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, Mrs. Doubtfire by far was one of the funniest films that I could remember as a kid. Like, watching over and over and over again. Just... Yeah, I, I don't know how, how he does it, but he just manages to make you laugh. And even just thinking about it also makes you smile and laugh as well. Um, and yeah, and even like, you know, his later works are probably 
not his best, but I don't think that would that detracts from his memory at all um, as as a performer and as a comedian and someone who gave us a lot as well. Apparently, you know, he was big into like don donating to charity. Um, he named his kid Zelda, like his daughter's name Zelda. Like, come on. Wish my dad yeah, that's pretty boss. I remember they even doing um like an ad together for Nintendo based on that. I'm pretty sure. Oh, was that yeah. the 3DS? Cool. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think was, so. Yeah, that, that's a, it's a really yeah it's a really gorgeous ad and relationship that they they had as well. Um, but yeah, he will be um he'll be sorely missed. Very it's, even just seeing Jumanji last night and him appearing as as Alan just yeah just really really sad um and i mean it's difficult because we're gonna have to transition into something that we all really really enjoyed and um so you know our condolences and thoughts go out to the williams family but it's time to move on to what i think all of us have been waiting for for the last god knows how long and that's guardians of the galaxy um so i imagine the people listening probably have a general idea of what it's about but if not it's essentially just about uh, it's like the Avengers in space. Is that apt? Do you reckon that's apt? Yeah, yeah. but probably not like as... I'd, I'd say it'd be more kind of more dirty and gritty rather than like heroic as like yeah. the Avengers is because these is kind of like just like a ragtag crew thrust like, together, but yeah. yeah. It's like Avengers by way of like Han Solo, I think. Oh, in, yeah, yeah, in the form of it's Peter like, Quill, yeah. Like, yeah. Or not like that, it's like you have like Han Solo type characters. Oh yeah, thing. they're all they're all jerks. And you got in some way. <laughs> they're in, all jerks. In, in, one, they are. They're in all one way or another, so. they're all assholes. Like as you know, as um, yeah. what's his face says, uh, Peter Serafinowicz. You know what? A Darth Maul. Yeah, Darth Maul. Garthen. Yeah. That's right. His name was Garthen. <laughs> um, anyway, Guardians follows a uh, ragtag group of people that are trying to save the galaxy from uh, Ronan the Accuser. Yeah, right, right. the accuser. Um, yep. And basically, yep. yeah, the cast is stellar and uh, overall the film, I think personally, I'm not sure if anyone's going to agree, everyone's going to agree with this or anyone does, but I think personally it's the best thing that Marvel's done. Full stop. So far, yeah, no, yeah. I, I'd have to agree. Like, it, it's it's like, not like, like stands out completely against some of the other films, but um, but like, it's probably the best one to date, yeah. It's my favourite since The Avengers. Yeah, like it's like Avengers was my favorite, but now this is my favorite. And it's like we've well, uh, seen it four times already, haven't you? Yeah, <laughs> you're about to rival me. Don't with Pacific Rim, dude. You're about to rival me with Pacific Rim. That's a big thing. What do you want? I, I went wait, saw... wait, what's the most you quick? What's the most you guys have seen one movie in the cinema, like uh, over and over? Pacific Rim six times. Avengers four, Guardians of the Galaxy four. I think I've seen a movie six times, but I don't want to say what it is. What is it? No, you, gotta, oh, you can't just say it. You've got to say it. <laughs> you it? Can't say it. No, back as a kid. Okay, back as a kid. Star Wars, Episode One, Phantom Menace. That's not, no, that's, that's not even that's that bad. Not. Dude, I was expecting about? something if, way if worse. Said, if you said Attack of the Clones, then we might have to kill you. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, the <laughs> notebook. I was just going to end the call. <laughs> Yeah, we'd have to have a huge right talk if it was like, oh, yeah, I went and saw the notebook six times. In the <laughs> no. Oh my god, why, Tim? <laughs> what about what was yours, Hugh? 
Uh, I can't remember how many times I saw The Dark Knight Rise or Pacific oh, Rim, God. but I think The Avengers trumped both. I think I saw that six times. I, I, I saw The Dark Knight Rise about four times. That one, I reckon. Pacific Rim was three or four. Yeah, I saw... Um, yeah. What else did I see? I saw uh, Iron Man, the first Iron Man four times, and I saw Thor five. Like the first Settle. four. Yeah. Oh, is that all? Uh, no, dude, dude, I, all I'm going to say is I'm going to break these records. I'm going to smash them when Jurassic Park will come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Jurassic Park will. Jurassic Park will. so hard, Hugh, and then like, your whole dream's crushed. <laughs> I swear to God, well, you managed to talk about that. Jurassic Park in every single episode we've done since the beginning of the fucking show. <laughs> Until it comes out, Hugh's going to try and worm, it, worm its way into like every single episode we do. <laughs> Actually, I, 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 dare, I, dare, I dare you to. You've got to it, that's the challenge. Now you now have to shoehorn it in somehow each episode, and and you can't just like you can't just shoehorn it in for the sake of shoehorning. You have to actually work it into the episode content. Like you can't just like oh yeah, Jurassic Park's next year. No, you got to work it in. Yeah. You got to it's like tie it into whatever we're talking about that yeah. way. Like for example, Chris Pratt was actually terrific as Star Lord. Wonderful casting. And did you know that he's also in Jurassic World coming out next year in 2015? Mm. Universal, so, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> But, <laughs> Universal randomly on the ass. But, but I, we are. You're not advocating we, for like we're this. Not, we're not sponsored <laughs> yet. Yes. Um, anyway, so uh, James Gunn, who's done Super um, Slither and uh, Slither. PG, PG Porn as well, which is really funny, um, directed this. <laughs> and he wrote the first two Scooby Doo movies. Wait, no way. I'm sorry, hang on. I need yeah. to confirm this. Just talk amongst yourselves while I confirm this, because I don't believe it. <laughs> you sound like a teacher. <laughs> just like, we just cut to a, like, one of the ad breaks. <laughs> yeah, we're experiencing technical issues. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right, yeah. Oh, Dawn of the, that's right, he did Dawn of the Dead. I didn't realise he did Scooby-Doo. Oh, God. He's a producer as well. Did he do Dawn of the Dead? Yeah, he did Dawn of the Dead, the uh, Zack Snyder Dead. one. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we've digressed pretty far, but anyway, so Guardians of the Galaxy, basically it's not so much tied to the Avengers, but it is tied to the universe through, as of yet. um, yeah, as of yet, through, uh, Benicio Del Toro's The Collector, Stone. The Infinity Stones, Thanos, um, and that's it, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. You um, see the, um, you see the leader of, um, the Chitauri as well. That's right, yeah. Is that's it the, right. uh, the, uh, well, I, I would I would claim that. Well, if not the kind of advice, like the like, um, I don't know the, the guy. Who, it's the, it's the yeah, the guy one, who speaks on behalf of the Chitauri anyway. Yeah, it's the same one that yeah. was at the in the post like, credits for the Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same one. Yeah, <clears throat> it's the one that, that um, Loki is like kind of conspiring with. Yeah. 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 Um. I, I will. Go on. Okay. Um. I, well, you were saying something, and then you were like. Uh, <laughs> And I was like, okay, go, Tom. And then yeah, no, I was like, I was gonna say, like, I wouldn't say like he's in charge of Jatari, but then again, I don't actually know, so he could be. That's true. But it's all very, it's all very hazy. It is very hazy. Yeah, with that guy. Um, are we gonna go spoil before? Actually, didn't even talk about this before we do. But are we going spoilers for this as well? I assume so. Uh, um, mild, mild spoilers. So like, I think mild spoilers. I think mild spoilers would involve stuff like, um, Josh Brolin's character. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. Thanos appears briefly. Like I think that's about like how far we go. I think. All right. So let's 
keep it. Yeah. It's so, third act. So did anyone? I know Hugh. You said that you thought that Ronan wasn't the best in terms of of, of a villain. Why? Yeah. Alright, so Marvel's got this thing, aside from Loki, they can't produce any good villains. Like, you look at all the films, aside from Loki, like, Iron Man literally has the same villain in three different films. He just played by a different actor. Like, not literally, but it's basically the same premise, which is why, like, I thought two and three were just bad. I know, like, one was really good. I was actually, I actually watched two last night just to renew my hate for it, but <laughs> it just, like, it made me remind me. And then, what... What a, what are the Captain America Red Skull was okay, but then we basically know he's not coming back with Hugo Weaving. And what else we have? Oh, the Hulk movies, but like, do we even speak of those around here? I don't, I don't know. Uh, but... we pro- I won't speak yeah, of so Ronan, Hulk. Yeah, so, so Ronan comes into the film, Ronan the Accuser, and he's meant to be this really fanatical religious guy who's leading a war against the Zandarians. Now, we got like extremely little on his religious background. Like, we realised he was this ruthless guy. Like, eventually there's this scene where, like, he he gains, like, uh, some power, and he says to Thanos, like, I'm going to come for you. Like, that's how, like, ballsy he is. But we don't see anything on his background. Like, why does he hate the Zandarian so much? There's, like, no explanation of the war. Like, all we know is there's some treaty that, like, Ronan's just, like, ignoring, and he's trying to, like, exterminate the Zandarian race and their planet. And it just annoyed me that we got no background on, like, why this guy was so religious. And I just... It's, like, the reason Loki was good, because they actually gave him, like, character development scenes. Like, even though in Thor 2, he's technically not a villain, he's more just, like, chaotic neutral. But I just wish we had that more with Ronan, because Malekith in Thor 2, like, he was... He wasn't as bad as Malekith. Malekith was a trash villain, but he was pretty... (laughs) Like, I love Thor 2, and Malekith was trash. Malekith did nothing. Yeah, but I'm... Yeah, like... I just wanted to see why Ronan was so religious. Like, he was threatening. I agree he was threatening. Like, when, when Drax tries to fight, the first time Drax tries to fight him, and, like, we know Drax is, like, this insanely strong guy. He's, like, really fast, and Ronan makes him look like a child. But we just, yeah, it didn't give any background on his motive or anything like that, so I found he was a bit one-dimensional. I thought Lee Pace did a pretty good job with the material that was offered, but, yeah, yeah I thought Ronan was probably the weakest part of the film. I actually thought the Karen Gillan as Nebula was really good as a villain. I don't know what you guys thought, but I thought she was actually really good. Do you find yeah. it's more so just the fact that we it, he lacked backstory and that's why... He, it was like let down, or like just the character as a whole, like you just didn't. The back, it. the backstory, because I, I read like when the Marvel films, like Guardians, I know nothing about, so I just go and read like all the comic saga synopsis and like yeah. try and work out what's what. And Ronan seems like an awesome character in the comics. He is. He is. And in the movie, he, in the movie, he's just like, yeah, we don't like we need that backstory to be able to like either like dislike him or sympathize with him one way or the other, but we can't because he's just like, oh, he's just the big baddie. We're like we're not meant to like him. I'm like, but like it's so cliche and boring watching villains but like do, that. Do, That's do why it made that me sad. Might be saving that kind of backstory development and and well, I mean just for you know, Thanos and Ultron. Yeah, I think they might be. And just I feel like that. Uh, look, I look, I, I I like I said, Guardians. In my opinion, and I say this about every film, make a joke of it, fuck off. But it, Guardians is definitely one of my favorite films of all time. But, um. I feel like that the villains were a little lacking, but I, I think I was talking to Tom about it a few days ago. I think that was Tom um, were saying that the movie isn't so much about the villains. It's more about the journey of the Guardians themselves because 
the like Guardians yeah. as a film is more a like a stepping stone into the cos like Marvel cosmos. That's what I feel like it was. So it's more yeah. introducing the races that we'll definitely see in the future if we continue to stay in that universe. So we'll find out more about the Kree. Um, more, uh, we'll find out more about the Xandarians. About Xandar um, and stuff. You know, the Flora Colossus yep. and all that kind of stuff and the Celestials, you know. All that kind of stuff, I think, is... The Guardians lays the groundwork for that so we can spread out in the future with several whatever potential cosmic movies that we might get in the future. Guardians 2 being one of them. That's how yep. I felt oh, about I, it. Anyway. Oh, no, I, 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 agree I, I, I agree, but, like, also, it's... I just still think that, like, there's no reason not to put development in for Ronan. Because the film wasn't even that long compared to some of the films. What, it was, like, two a hours. tick over two hours? Yeah, that's yeah. that's not that long for that type of film, like, these days. Like, I was expecting closer to two and a half hours. And but even you, if we had... Sorry. Uh, like, you've got, you got to realise that, like, you know, even though this was kind of on the scale of, event, of, like, the Avengers, it wasn't, like comparable in terms of it wasn't an avengers movie because oh like, no no no, no. I'm, I'm not trying to compare it to the invent the, the avengers like because i know it's a completely different film but i still think that's not a reason for not developing or like not even developing ronan's character but just giving him a bit more background like i wouldn't care if he was like this which which, which he is he's a fanatical religious zealot he'll stop at nothing like he'll kill everyone if he has to to get to his goal i wouldn't care but i would like some more reasoning for why he's like that instead of just like oh he's evil deal with it like that's my problem he he does like i did notice at the start he does say like he's doing this because he's his father and his grandfather are dead and they're just basically throwing away the fact that they've been fighting for thousands of years just over like a piece of paper basically and he's annoyed that the Kree have decided to do that, so he's taking actions in the, his own hands to try and like radicalize or some shit. It's yeah, it's a he's it's it's like his ideology, like that's his, um, you know, he's grown probably grown up, you know, like in a certain way, and since that's changed, like he's just continuing on, like you know what he thinks is probably correct, um, like he's like this yeah. kind of feud or vendetta, um, but in saying that, like I do agree. You know, if they put it, probably push it for another half hour, they could have probably um, expanded on a lot yeah, of. Yeah, that's that. what I'm saying. Like, but, I don't think it's a huge hole in the film. I still, I think it's the best, the, definitely at, the best. At the same film, time, but, though, like because this is quite different to all the other Marvel movies. Like, it, it is quite out there. Like, you know, it is quite an obscure um, film. I think they probably just played it safe by keeping it to two hours rather than stretching it to two and a half. Yeah, I, I with, with a that. film with a film that most like you know a vast majority of people don't even know about. Like yeah. that's probably I think they just probably played it safe. That's why it was cut down to two hours. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, Marvel took a huge risk by greenlighting this in the first place, and I know that they were extremely confident in the film you know given the fact that they greenlit a sequel even before it came out um and thankfully it's doing extremely well at the box office despite unfortunately <coughs> being beaten turtles. by t- ninja turtles this week in the <laughs> United States. um but I, I i i just kind of feel like it is definitely a stepping stone and i think marvel built the film with james gunn with the idea of this needs to be the the crossroads in terms of where we're going to go with the future because there's so many different possibilities where they're going to go with you know like uh peter's dad um which is a, i don't know if that's a mild spoiler maybe um 
No, we well, we don't know who it is. Yeah, we the, just yeah. The well, I know because I looked be, it up. It's not going to be the character from the comics, that's for sure. No, no, no. Um, yeah, but I mean, in terms of like, <laughs> in before it's Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> That, no. <laughs> Spoiler, it's not Thanos <laughs> in the comic. <laughs> um, but in saying that, it, it is a huge risk for Marvel. And I mean, um, Tom, I wanted, to, I wanted to talk to you because I know that you're very familiar with um, that fake wrestling you like. What's it called? WWE. Oh, um, oh, oh you're funny. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> Dave Bautista as Drax was a, an absolute highlight of that film, I think. Yeah, that, like, if you've, he's been in a couple of movies before this, like Man, Man With The Iron Fists and Riddick, and especially Man With The Iron Fists, he was pretty shit, like, he was a brooding kind of, like, brute kind of dude that they just, like, oh, yeah, you can do fight scenes, there you go, but here, he actually, like, he, I think I read that he, when he got the role, he actually went and got more acting lessons so he could keep up with everyone else. And I think those acting lessons have paid off a, a lot because, yeah, he was a highlight of the film for me and a couple of my mates who, are also who watch, watch, watch wrestling. Like, they'll, everyone's like, go oh, yeah, Groot and Rocket, best characters. No, for us it was Drax because Dave Bautista was fucking hilarious. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. Like, all his one-liners, like, even though he didn't have quite a huge part as some of the other characters, like, of the Guardians, like... I did find all these one-liners just made it up so much for me just because they were, like, legitimately funny every single time. Yeah. There's a yeah. very, very strong... He has, I think he also has a very strong presence as well, like, when in the scene, uh, the scene where they're escaping the, um, the kiln. The kiln. Um, and he's, like, well, like, everyone's doing their thing and then he just looks over at the guards that have the guns and he just, like, growls and you're like, oh, shit. Like, you can, <laughs> like, you can feel it and you go, he's going to fucking kill these people and it's not going to be pretty. And then he does. Well, he doesn't. Well, I, I suppose he would kill them, but... He's fucking insane. And so a lot of people did die in the film, but there wasn't that much blood. But there's no. bits where, like, Groot, like, throws some guy, like, 20 metres into a wall. Like, you ain't getting up from that. You're dead. Sorry. I just wanted to butt in and say that. <laughs> I also wanted to get a group consensus about how effective uh, James, uh, James Gunn had written Rocket. Because... He said, like, he was saying in a lot of the interview, interviews that Rocket was this, like, basically, if he didn't work, then that, that's the film dead. And I think there's the scene outside, um, uh, the, uh, the collector's oh, the bar. base. Uh, yeah, oh, the yeah, and from, he, and was he it has, Nowhere? Is that the... Yeah, on Nowhere. Yeah, it's at Nowhere, but it's, yeah. like, the bar they were at. And they, they're fighting, and you're kind of like, oh, here we go. But the actual reason for it is, is a genuine and kind of heartfelt moment that's been written and performed really, really well by Bradley Cooper and James Gunn. Um, oh, and don't forget yeah. Sean Gunn. Like, he was the oh, stand-in. Oh, Sean Gunn, of course, yeah, because that was stunning. But I just wanted to get, like... It, like did, so you guys obviously thought Rocket was, was terrific as well, because I thought he was. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I actually yeah. really enjoyed... I, I thought he was really good. I thought he was one of the best in the film. I actually think Gamora was the weakest out of the Guardians in terms of performance I think, character. I think Zoe yeah. Saldana who I adore, she's gorgeous, and Gamora, she, I think she played Gamora well enough, but she also played Gamora as if she just wasn't all that wanting to be in that get-up and that makeup and stuff. Like, I think there's, there's points where you watch her and 
you go, okay, she, I feel, she doesn't really feel like you don't believe her. If that makes yeah. sense. Like you really believe that Dave Batista is actually Drax and he's a, he's pained and a worry that's lost his family and fucking Vin Diesel is Groot with three lines for the whole fucking film. And in him able to have an inflection after like in responding to things, you know, how, how he always responds really sadly if he's left out of, you know, when they're talking about money or, um, yeah. it, it was, it'll yeah. remind me so much of Han and Chewbacca because like, Rocket can understand what Groot's saying, but no one else can. It's like the Han Chewbacca thing, where no one can yeah. understand what Chewbacca's saying, but Han can. I love those scenes, like, because, yeah. yeah, for in order to, like, convey what Groot was saying, I just, like, have a, how he says, you know, I'm Groot, and then Rocket's like, but of course they're my friends, as if, like, we're supposed yeah. to, like, even know what, like, he's saying and he's, as well. Like. And, and then Groot goes, there's a scene, I think it's in the, in, um, Yondu's ship, and he's just like, I am Groot. And then he's like, you're right, they are ungrateful. Like, <laughs> yeah. and that's, like, like, the fact that Vin Diesel's able to kind of get that inflection just through the same three words is pretty incredible. And there's, and, and even Groot has his moments as well. He has his Hulk moment towards the end of the film, and, um, he's got his you know, the little comedy stuff toward in the at the start and he seems pretty stupid, but like I think that kind of it's offset a little bit by having Rocket there as his I suppose guide, if that makes sense. Like at the start when they're trying to capture um Star Lord and they're like and he puts the bag over Gamora and he's like, No, not him, you idiot and then like they're, <laughs> you know, wrapping her up. Um like, you know, it's all it's all very genders. Um and I thought the film looked t- terrific as well. Oh, it was visually stunning, yeah. like, the CGI, like, even, I was noticing, um, during the credits, they had something like, you know, six or seven different, like, visual effects studios, oh. it was ridiculous, but, like, all of like, it just, yeah, it, it, like, just all the, like, you know, especially, like, like, the space combat, and, um, when it went to certain, like, the actual, like, different planets and galaxies. Oh, like, yeah, in the, oh. It, just after the prologue, when it cuts to that scene of the abandoned planet, like, that shot, like, just panning out over the planet, like, in orbit, that was so sick. Yeah. It's like, going back to what you're saying about the visual artists, like, I've seen seen it four times on the bigger screens. I can see it in, in Newcastle. Each time, like, all technically I've been the, the same cinema three times. <laughs> Both times, I guess... On both screens, the visual effects artists, like, it would cover the entire fucking screen. Like, that's yeah, how many people were yeah. in the film. It'd just be, like, top to bottom, like, people who worked on the film as visual effects artists. It's just, like, shit. Yeah, it's it incredible. It is, it's incredible to see that those credits as well. And, I mean, um, the, like, just, I don't know, it just, it was really colourful. That's the thing that I feel is a bit yeah. lacking somewhat, like, with films these days like at the, at this point in time it's all very kind of dark and brooding and kind of poo brown and red and fucking with transformers it's just you know mark Wahlberg sweaty and like um with well, this, he has it, a color but anyway <laughs> with, with this it's with, with this i just felt it was very vibrant almost always like it's an yeah. effect it's it looks it, it looks like gorgeous no matter where it goes, whether it's a dark planet or whatever. Plus, I think, like, even just, like, having, like, or even, like, the colour palette of even the characters, like, you've got Gamora, who's, like, bright green, then you've got Drax, who's, like, this kind of, you know, off green with red, and then, like, you know, um, Rocket and Groot, again, like, just completely different colours, like, every time they're on screen, like, 
you know, it's, yeah, not just, like, the one kind of, um, you know, like, colour palette. It's just, yeah, completely different. Yeah. Um, all right. So, I want to know, t- uh, Hugh, you gave it a 10 out of 10. Yeah, I scaled that back to a 9.5 because, I, in theory, I was like, technically no film is a 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I, I, it, it is an exceptionally good movie. It's definitely the best Marvel movie. And, yeah, 9.5. But still, 9.5 is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, that's huge, especially coming from you and it's and it not being Jurassic World. Um, Tim. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, no, definitely 9.5 again. Like, even, like, I know we're all Marvel fanboys here, but, like, even, like... Take like that aside. Like the fact is, it's just a great sci-fi epic in general. Like it's got all, it's got, got all like everything. Like you know, a, a good sci-fi movie has like just like all the environments in like you know all the worlds. Um, you know, even like all like the different alien species and stuff. Like it just it actually makes you think like it all exists and stuff. And you know, it was just a great movie in general. Yeah. Tom, nine and a half as well. Like I thought Cap. Captain America was the best one. Like, not like it was the best film that they'd done, but then this is like just come in and be like, yeah, so you like Captain America. This is even better. Yeah, you like the Winter Soldier? Well, fuck that. <laughs> um, and just quickly, because we're running out of time because we're pushed in 30 minutes, but um, try and be as non spoiler as possible. Hugh, what was your favourite part of the movie? As non spoiler as possible, if it's a spoiler potential. Um. Hmm. Actually, can you come back to me? I'll have to think. Yeah, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Oh crap. Um. Well, I mean, no, like, no, Tim. Okay. Well, okay. Like, I would say, like, when you're seeing Thanos, um, for like, re- like, really, like, I know you kind of saw him briefly at the end of Avengers, but like, actually seeing him in like his full kind of, you know, his armor and like, I suppose like glory, like that, like, I wouldn't say like. It was the one favorite moment because, like, a lot of I had like a lot, but like that one's one that just stood out for me because actually get, getting to see like this titan of a villain and knowing like what's to come. Um, yeah, no, that was that was just brilliant. Yeah, Thanos had a lot of. I think it just even in the what two minutes that he's on there, there's a lot of kind of there's a gravitas to him that you know. That yeah, he's, and and just Brolin like playing him as well. Like you, you can just tell that he's just got such like a weight to the character. Um, yeah, and yeah, just this, like, just like, yeah, like you said, like he's only on screen for like two minutes, but he just commanded such a presence for that two minutes. You're just like, holy, like even if you didn't know who he was, like you're just like, holy shit, who's this guy? Like this guy looks badass. Like he's gonna fuck some shit up. Like yeah, uh, Tom, opening credits, fucking oh yeah, the yeah. dance through the, the the like the old tomb thing. Uh, it just it just sets the tone of the movie perfectly because it comes off like a heavy scene, like at the start where he's leaving Earth and all that, and it just goes in like a comedy scene. It just that's basically it. That's the movie. You have like this space epic that's a mixture of drama and comedy, and it just works. Yeah. I, I got I sorry yeah sorry, you, no, you, you're right here. No, I was finished. Okay, yeah, no, I got mine. Um, the scene, the first scene with Gamora, Quill, and Rocket, and Groot, when they're in, like, that courtyard area on Xandar. Oh, and they're all, like, fighting each other and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I really <laughs> enjoyed that. That was really good. 
that and like the prison breakout just because obviously he didn't have Drax in the first one like mild spoilers Drax isn't in the first scene yep not really a spoiler I guess <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah no those two scenes but that courtyard scene was really really cool so yeah that was the favourites for me yeah and my fa- my favourite character was definitely Star-Lord like even though he's oh. re- even though he's not for- I know that sounds cliche but he's not deep at all but I just like it how they just took the piss out of it so much. Like, the film doesn't take itself seriously at all, which I loved. Yeah. Like, it did not get cliche once. Like, yeah. it just kept taking the piss out of itself. And I really enjoyed that. It was, yeah. it was probably the funniest Marvel film as well. Yeah, apart from, like, the, like the opening scene, like, the whole film is, is pretty light. Like, you know. Yeah, it is. Of, it is. Yeah. There's, no, there's nothing that kind of bogs it down. It is an extremely trim film. I'd be curious to see how many deleted scenes there are in the, um, in the DVD release. Um, December third. December third. You heard it here first, everyone. December third. Extremely off topic. I've been watching Lord of the Rings, the extended edition, so I watch them in ages, and I'm like, gee, I forgot how much stuff they got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because fucking Peter Jackson's like, all right, let's just leave the camera on for the next twenty four hours, and then we'll cut it, and then that's it. And that's all he does. That's why there's like in the Hobbit, there's like twenty five extra minutes. This is what I learned today. Twenty five extra minutes of deleted scenes, but nine and a half hours of behind the scenes for just like desolation of smell. Oh and I was like, "What, Peter? Why, Peter? Please." Uh, actually, I want to make another mention of a favorite moment when they're all like, just like when they're all on that. It's either Yondu's ship or Peter's ship, and they're like, Peter's giving a he's giving out his speech, and he's like oh, yeah. telling them like to join together and like we have to stop burning like. That was awesome. Like, it was like kind of like I wouldn't say like on par. It's not on par with like the Avengers, where like Nick Fury's telling him like Coulson was this kind of guy and whatnot. He was he died believing in heroes and shit. Yeah, but it, it just felt really cool for him to finally come together and just work aside, like put the differences aside, especially Drax and Gamora, and just to work together for a common goal. I thought that was great. Yeah, I think it's it. It is such an easily accessible film that I would recommend it to pretty much everyone. Like, regardless of what they feel about science fiction, I think that I enjoy it. And the fact that the soundtrack as well is an absolute star. The soundtrack is a very big has a plays a very big part in the film. Um, I think as well, which is really important. And it's a it's a fantastic soundtrack as well. Um, but yeah, um, anything else, guys, or we'll, we'll finish it up? I'm just disappointed they didn't set up another movie with the post credit scene. Yeah. I completely yeah, forgot okay. my prediction. Let, let's, let's get into spoiler territory, because I want to talk about post credit scene, because I know Hugh was like, I'm going to be so mad if it's not anything, and guess what, Hugh, it wasn't. Yeah. I felt like we got trolled. Like, the first time we saw it, I was like, oh. I was like, so, was that a troll ending, and they're going to, like, hold back the actual... <laughs> one for like official, like official, like release. Because I know we all yeah, saw it. Like we, we all saw advanced screenings. And yeah. Thinking, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, you know, fingers crossed. You yeah, know, I'm saying it was the same. You go the same like, time. You're like, surely they'll have a real post credit. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> and I'm just thinking, I'm like, well, I really did get trolled. <laughs> <laughs> because we our our, our theater was dead quiet when it happened. Everyone was like, what? And that yeah, was and it. Yeah. And kind of walked like, out. Oh, it's a duck. <laughs> and then that was it. And Dude, I was like, like that one guy being like, gay. Think about the last two Marvel films, though, what we've had, like Captain America 2 and Thor 2. 
They both had fairly, like, I know Thor 2 had that lame as hell kissing scene, but also had the collector. And Captain America 2 had two serious ones. So I guess we were sort of due, like, a light-hearted, like, not really plot-developing sort of one. Like, we weren't really going to get, like, something that was going to reveal something. We're going to see Thanos again or something like that we're I, I sort of had a feeling I'm like we out of the like what we got four post credit scenes from two films and only one was light hearted yeah I think we could sort of see this coming but then again was sad because I because me and Tom were like theory crafting red skulls gonna be in it because he went into the tesseract and I was <laughs> that like was you yeah I was saying like it was gonna be Avengers like I said it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be originally plausible you originally came up with theory, and then I went full tinfoil and ran with it. it was like it makes so much sense, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you go, Weeby's going to come back. It's going to be awesome. I make, I, just... I make up so many theories and like treatments for films. Like I've kind of fixed Spider Man too. No, you can't do that. Sorry, you can't. I, I think I did. No. I'll, if I can find it, I'll send it to you. No, I, find, I kind of fixed Spider Man three, even though I don't know how that's oh, going to turn that, out. That, that's unfixable. Yeah. <laughs> That we know. But I, I did actually notice on the third time I saw the movie, there is this giant cocoon. Oh, Adam Warlock. In, yeah, or Adam Warlock. There's a giant cocoon in the collector's, like, one of the collector's cages. And when you see the collector again in the post credit scene, it's hatched. So, oh, that's right. It was too. So, oh, and Beta, Beta Ray Bill's teeth as well, I believe. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah I, I did read about that. There's also, and the dog as well, uh, is uh, Cosmo. Cosmo. Cosmo, the Russian, uh, the Russian security head of nowhere in the comics. So that was yeah. really, that was a really cool little Easter egg too. Um, and I did, yeah. I did notice as well on the third, sorry, Nick, um, yeah. on the third shot, that when they first go to the collectors, like when he's turning around this, like the face him for the first time, sitting up in his cage up the top of the screen is how the Duck. Oh, that, yeah, that's right. Did you, can you notice him. that? I actually even know. I actually noticed that, and I was like, "Why?" I didn't even know what he was. I'm like, "Why is there a duck?" <laughs> yeah. I didn't notice about the like half of things in those in those tubes, though. Like, yeah, that's true. Why is but, there? Well, what else? What? What? Because I noticed there was a dark elf and there was a Chitari. I'm trying to think if there was any others. That yeah, I there was a Chitari, a dark elf, the slugs from Slither. Yep. They threw in the slugs yep. from Slither. Oh, I, I was I was praying for Red Skull, dude. I was. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, so it, like, me and, I know we've talked about this before, Nick, but there was some kind of, when the f- first time you, you, like, you go into, like, his, co- like, his, like, kind of collector's warehouse, or whatever you want to call it, um, on, on, like, his workbench, or, like, a bench, there's some oh, kind the of, like, metal helmet, yeah. but we still couldn't figure out what it was, like, it looked a bit Ant-Man-ish, slash Ultron-ish, Yeah, but, that's what I thought, like, it it's, it's really very brief. Ant-Man-y. Oh, was it, wasn't it, wasn't there an Iron Man helmet? No, I, I, they said it was like with the how the, how the duck scene, and I, I haven't seen it yet. I've been looking out for it. No, well, I'm, it did, I'll have a, the one where seeing it again on Monday, so I'll keep an eye out then. Yeah, well, no, the one where, um, well, the shot we think it's in is like the first time you, yeah, you go into like the collector's like, you know, warehouse. Oh, the one where he's like telling his aide to like scrub the tank harder or something um actually no so not that one um when he they, he first walks in and like the guardians are following him into oh, okay. the yeah no yeah. i have to check it out yeah you'll have to go and watch it again tom For, yeah like i say maybe two more times <laughs> all right i think we've only, i think we've only ran like 40 minutes over <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, yeah we're like, it's really sad that i've seen it four times as well even like even though it officially came out last week 
<laughs> It'd be hilarious if you saw it four times with van screenings all four. I was actually I was actually aiming to go every day of these van screenings, but I had to go to work and I was away on this like I was away for the morning session on the Saturday and I had to go to work, so I missed the night session on the Saturday. I was really annoyed. But I did I did get a popcorn combo for it, so I've got a metal popcorn guardians of the galaxy 10 i think i sent nick a snapchat yeah, of it did and i was He's fucking probably... pissed off so i have to go and see it again so i can get it you gotta go to hoist mate you got a hoist are uh, you got a hoist up uh no we've got a fucking <laughs> event now, fuck off. Gay. Fuck that, off. that that's what, that was the place that had it i just walked in was like yeah i'll take a guardians of the galaxy combo she's like yeah that's 15 bucks i'm like cool thank you goodbye she's like did Didn't you want say... a movie ticket and you're like just... no i'm good thanks yeah. Oh, Dude, I went to Reading Cinemas and the guy accidentally took the free popcorn and drink off my cart, so I had to start again with counting to like the 500 for the free ticket. And the worst bit is, I'm like, dude, I don't care if I pay for the popcorn. Can I just have my points back? He's like, we can't put them back. And I'm just sitting there like, this is like six months of point build up. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Like how sad you are over that as well. Dude, I'm still mad about that. It happened like four months ago. <laughs> Just go to an event. Like, every six movies, you get a free ticket. Oh, that's right. They changed the thing now. Yeah, if every six movies is a free ticket. So, go and spend money at an overpriced theatre. But it's better than South Bank Cinemas, so there's that. Um, if you've ever that's been to South Bank Cinemas in Britain, that's terrible. What? Event Cinemas isn't overpriced for me. Oh, well, know, it's, it's overpriced tickets. if you don't if you don't have a fucking membership. Oh, no, not even that. All tickets are um, A50, regardless. Right. Kids are six fifty. Right. Yep. Yep. Well, anyway, I'm not, mm. I'm not editing out here. This is going to be the whole thing. All right. Oh, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, Dude, this is, this is going to be the podcast where everyone stops listening. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, oh god. <laughs> well, everyone stopped listening to the Comic Con one. So anyway, we won't talk about that sad one. Um, I don't know what we're going to do for episode thirteen. Uh, we could probably do Lucy. <laughs> No, no. Please, no. The, well, then Hercules. why the fuck did we pay for tickets for that, Tim? <laughs> well, I, I, I actually used my free ticket, so I feel even ba- worse because I used free tickets. Suck. Oh, I feel bad. I lost the free ticket trying to buy tickets to fucking Guardians down Tugger, and then they're like, no. Wait, what do you mean you lost it? So, like, they just took it off you. were like, oh, we're not giving this back. <laughs> that was basically it. Like, <laughs> my mate that I was... <laughs> Like my mate that was I was going with had to work at four, and the session would have finished at four, and it was like a fifty-minute drive from Tiger from my house, and we're like, well, we're not going to fucking make right, it. So before, just, just before to... Tom finishes his life story, we're going to finish it. I don't know what we're doing for episode thirteen, <laughs> but we will see you in two weeks. Hercules. We'll be doing Brett Ratner's Hercules. No, just no we're not doing Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. We'll, we'll do the raid too. There you go. We'll do that. There you go. We'll do do okay. something good. We'll find Peace. something else. See you guys. Captain America's down next week. Ciao. Peace.